Welcome to the Murder Club for Beginners podcast. I'm Nick and I'm in Brisbane. I'm Mel and I'm in Melbourne and we hope you enjoy listening to our podcast. Hey Nick, how are you? I'm good, Mel. It's Wednesday, podcast day. It is podcast day and we have just been talking unicorns, parties, seances. I mean, tiaras should have been in there but weren't. Yeah, I know. I don't know how I skipped that. My bad. (laughs) Uh, It is amusing, the conversations that uh, we do have. Uh, I on record and off record, so. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Um, So how has your week been? Have you been doing anything exciting this week? Um, Just organising stuff for my party, which is, I think, in about six weeks. Woohoo! And I see you. Woohoo! I will be seeing you. Yep, and stuff and getting ready to go on our annual pilgrimage to the wonderful, absolutely fantastic Wandai Running Festival. And the question you're going to say is, where in the world is Wandai? And the answer yes. is an hour past Kingaroy. Um, okay, so Kingaroy is in Queensland. For everyone yep. who is not from Australia or Queensland, it is, uh, what, Kingaroy is a couple of hours from Brisbane, what, three hours from Brisbane? Yeah, yeah, Wandai's four, so um, Kingaroy is three. Yeah, it's the peanut yep. capital of Queensland. Um, Excellent. Uh, yes, we all do stop at the peanut van on the way either there or I back. I knew that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, how many of you are going to this one day uh, running festival? Oh, I don't think we're going to be as crowded as last year, but I know of at least, uh, yeah, three couples and a couple of other people who are coming up. So, nice. yeah, and one of our friends, his dad lives in Wondai, so, and he's part mm. of the um, local alliance. So, uh, we all support the Lions Barbecue after we do the park run and then we all front up and do the trail run on the Saturday afternoon and then we do the 10K nice. on the Sunday and drive home. I mean, you've got everything there. You've got a bit of a sausage sizzle, obviously, mm-hmm. white bread, soft white bread, mm-hmm. sausages. Yep. Sorry for any vegetarians out there. And Oh, they uh, have vegan sausages too. They're inclusive. Excellent. Oh, I like that. And uh, tomato sauce and vegan sausages are really good. Um, and so are meat sausages as well. I think, yeah, there's really such a thing as a bad sausage. Uh, and then a 10K run to burn off said sausage, uh-huh. socialising with friends. I'm sure there'll be wine involved. Yeah, there, there normally is wine involved, more on the, um, more on the Friday because, you know, the, runs in the, the main runs in the afternoon. Um, yep. Not so much on the, on the Saturday night. They host this dinner. It's... Um, it was at the showground last year and, you know, you bought your ticket and you got dinner and a drink. Um, mm. And most of us had like one drink, half a drink and went, yeah, okay, I'm good. Let's go home to bed now. Um, you can tell we're runners. We clear out by 9 o'clock. Look, I'm all for an early night. So uh, I have turned into that person as well and I wouldn't call myself a runner such as you. You um, are a runner. If I enjoy run, running. You're a runner. <laughs> um, well, I have now done two runs home. So the exciting news is Yay. I have become that person who now has a running backpack and run home runs home 
Well, I ran home once last week, once already this week, and I'll run home on Friday as well. So, Wow. Go you. Yeah. Well, also, I'm going to save myself $500 a year by running home a couple of nights a week. So, wow. hey, that's a uh-huh. flight to Brisbane. It is. Well, more than a flight. A couple of well, flights yes. to Brisbane. Uh-huh. Yeah. Woohoo. Perfect. So, you have some news for us this week. So, you've been doing some research on the back of last week. Yeah, yeah. So, Tell me on the more. back of last week, I looked at um, George Smith's first wife. That was the serial bigamist so, and the brides in a bath guy. Um, yeah. Because I thought, well, how did she escape him? Um, so, that she was his first and only legal wife. And they married in 1898 when she was 19. But she left him after two years as he forced her to steal from her employers and she actually did time for the crime. And after that, she oh. said, okay, Georgie boy, I've had enough. I'm out. Um, so, so maybe jail saved him. her. Yeah, jail probably did save her. She left him and went on to live a life of um, boring domesticity, I believe. So, yeah. So I'm sure it wasn't boring for her after the life she led. So let's just roll back a bit for listeners uh-huh. who may not. I've listened to last week. So George was married her. She uh-huh. survived. Uh, uh-huh. Then he never divorced her. She was still alive. Then he married again, and he then killed his next wife. But he waited a couple of years, drowned her in the bath. Then yep. he killed the one after that, drowned her in the bath as well. And did he have a third wife that he drowned? Yeah, he had a third wife he drowned in the bath. Yeah, and she didn't last very long. She only lasted like they're only married 24 hours. So he'd obviously, you know, okay, enough's enough. He I just set it up. Get rid of her and get the yeah. money. Yeah, you know, a bit impatient. Yeah. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. And then yeah. so that, that first wife, uh, smart to to have gotten away from him because that, well, she survived. Basically, it probably, yeah, like you said, it probably the fact that she um, kicked him to the curb probably, yeah, saved her life. Mm. So, hmm, interesting fact. Right. Mm. I love that you uh, dug further into to that story because it was was a very interesting story. Now, yep. tell us what have you got for us this week? What else have you been researching? Well, I also looked into the chick that Charlotte Corderai um, who killed the guy, um, Marmot, um, to see what I could find about her, but there's not a lot. Basically, um, she was born in 1768, descended from a mm-hmm. noble family. She was educated at a convent. Um, she was a royalist by sentiment but susceptible to ideas of enlightenment, and she was living with an aunt um, in a place in France when it became the centre of a federalist movement against the mm-hmm. National Convention, um, and she blamed Marmot for a riot in which some of her friends were killed. So that's why she then left for Paris in, where was she, um, 1793 um, to work for a, a different cause, and then that's when she got into, you know, forced away into Marmot's house and was talking to him and then just happened to pull out a knife and stab him to death in the bath. So, Yeah. Very. Um, I mean, we had some real bath scenes last week, people. So yeah, we did. We did. Know. So yep. Um. So yeah, and of course, she didn't try to escape, and she was tried and executed, and she was only twenty four, and she died. Terrible, terrible. So then this. I mean, again, yep. 
don't kill people, but. Exactly. Yeah. It's just not worth it, people. So then that got me onto yeah. a bit of a deep dive about, um, you know, women in history who had committed crimes mm-hmm. and murder and stuff like that. And I found this site by the BBC. Um, it's actually written by Lucy Wolsey, who does a lot of their um, documentaries on, like, the Tudors and history in England mm-hmm. and things like that. Okay. Um, so I figure she's a pretty credible source. And um, two kind of stuck out to me. One was Amelia Dyer um, from 1834 in England, Wales, and unwed mothers were responsible for children up to the age of 16. And without family support, they had a few options. Many paid a stranger a baby farmer to look after their kids. It was largely unregulated and the baby farmers, some were decent and some were just horrid. And Amelia Dreyer began her career as a baby farmer in Bristol in 1868. Um, and she used synonyms and frequent change of address um, and she, in 1879, she went to prison for neglect of children in her care. Um, so what's so a pretty baby much, She was one of the, yeah. Um, it's someone, it would be like a daycare. It was like their version of daycare. You pay them to look after okay. the baby while you work. You might get to not pick it up at the end of every day, but once a week you okay. have your free off day, you go see baby. Um, okay, so, so from the start, like she wasn't the child too reliable. In school. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it was only revealed the extent of um, how murderous her baby farming business was in 1896 mm. after she moved to Reading. Um, between March and April, the bodies of seven infants were pulled from the River Thames and evidence found with the bodies established a connection to her and a search of her house uncovered receipts for newspaper advertisements, letters for mothers, pawn tickets for baby clothes. She was tried at the Old Bailey on 18th May 1896 for the murder of Doris mm-hmm. Marmon, just one of the hundreds of bubs she had in her care. Um, she pleaded insanity, but it was rejected and she was hanged in Newgate Prison on June 10, 1896. So she was basically a piece of work. She was not very nice. I mean, I, I can't even, like, it just, like, it turns my stomach that I can't even, A, ask questions, which we know is odd for me, and B, mm-hmm. discuss it because it's, it, ugh. Terrific. Like, like, like the like, little bubby. Why? They look at you and they're so yeah. cute and squishy and chubby. Innocent, and, vulnerable, like, innocent, vulnerable little. Yeah. yeah. That's the just, parents yeah, are so, putting you in their care because you're meant to yep. be trustworthy yep. and they've got no other choice. Come on. Exactly. Stop. Okay. And um, this is the other one that got to me. This is the story of Marianne Cotton, um, probably because her maiden name is a bit close to my married name, Nee Robson. She was the mm-hmm. daughter of a coal miner. And she was no stranger to misfortune and death. Between 1852, when she married her first husband, and May 1872, when she moved to 13 Front Street, West Auckland, she lost. Now, this is, you got to, you're sitting down, I'm good, because wait for it. Mm-hmm. Three husbands, six children, four stepchildren, her mother, her friend, and her lover. All oh, supposedly. She lost. Okay. Yeah, as in, they, they died. They're gone, okay? okay? Not as in lost, oh, dear, you're over there standing behind okay. the fridge door. Okay. Um, yep. But, yes, um, so, <laughs> yeah, all victims of typhus, typhoid, or some other nasty illness. Now, several of these people had life insurance policies of which she was the beneficiary. Now, on July 12, 1872, her last remaining stepchild, Charles Edward Cotton, died after a short illness. Now, she was pregnant with the child of her latest lover and had been openly eager to get rid of him. 
raising the suspicions of local community. And when a post-mortem revealed that he'd been poisoned with arsenic, they asked questions about the other members of her family who died over the last 20 years. And despite her insistence that he had accidentally ingested the arsenic, she was found guilty at trial and she was mm -hmm. hanged on the 24th of March, 1873. And she is widely believed to have Britain's first serial killer as well as one as the most prolific. Wow. I mean... Yep. Wow. Yep. So, yeah, That's she was nice. a nice piece of work too. I mean, mine's more fun. Uh, obviously, there's murder involved, but whew, yours, are, yours are heavy this week. Um, I know. It was really, just like I went down this deep dive and then I just found this show. I'm, like, I'm, I'm just like this woman's body count just stacked up. Okay, so what is it? we've got nine. Uh, yeah, we've got 13, 14, 15, 16 people. Seriously? Honestly. In how long? What, over what time frame? Um, 20 years. So that's still quite a few wow. a year when you think about it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, prolific. Yeah. What a woman. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, yeah. mine is the poison-tipped umbrella. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, so I've only got a, a short story, but mine's along the theme again of the whole Bondesque spy story. <laughs> Mm -hmm. And we have George Markov. He is a Bulgarian playwright who defected to London in 1969. And less than 10 years later, at the age of 49, he was dead. Mm. So before he died, he was on his way to work and he worked at the BBC. But on the side, he also did uh, a radio um, political sort of, I suppose we'd call it a podcast, but he was uh -huh. on the radio uh, talking about Bulgarian po uh, politics um, to, you know, his fellow uh, Bulgarians. Uh, obviously that wasn't liked. Um, and on his way home from work at the BBC, he said his thigh was pierced by an umbrella outside Bush House. Uh, he said he complained of pain and feeling weak and five hours later uh, he went home and his friend took him home and the next day he was taken to hospital. Uh, he died a couple of days later and he, they, did, they didn't actually believe him at first, as you can imagine. But what happened is there was another uh, gentleman who was also... Uh, killed with, um, he said the same thing. I have been stabbed with like an, um, you know, umbrella. Um, mm -hmm. Well, he was, sorry, he wasn't killed. He got sick and um, they then found a tiny pellet in his leg Ooh. and it was the same pellet that was inside this George Markov, Markov's um, sigh as well. So they then... Ooh found to understand that it was um, it was true, poison umbrella, um, and, yeah, this guy was killed sort of Bond style. Now, there is a, currently a documentary um, that is, is going to happen around this, 
and it's they documentary uh, TV documentary sort of really um, goes on to the prime suspect so they think they know who Uh did it and it was an Italian born Bulgarian agent (gasps) known as Agent Piccadilly Um, but he was never arrested and they were never able uh, to actually arrest him uh, for the killing of of these gentlemen. Uh, That's probably. I know. I'm pretty sure that, uh, you know, they're pretty sure he did it, but uh, he is now passed away and Uh they will never be able to arrest him because, well, it's now impossible. Uh Yeah. Oh, terrible, but terrible. very spy-like. You know, imagine very that, you know, walking into mm-hmm. work, heading into the BBC, mm-hmm. uh, the guy is getting into a cab, and all of a sudden yep. you feel this sort of, you Big know, pick. someone stabs you in mm-hmm. an umbrella. You know, mm-hmm. we get jostled in the street all the time. All the time. Um, you wouldn't think anything of it. Yeah. But very the, the uh, George Markov, he knew something wasn't right. He, you know, he uh-huh. knew the second it happened. He tried to tell people and they just didn't believe him. But it sounds so, so odd, you know. Why would you, just a normal person going to work, a radio broadcaster, you uh-huh. know, targeted by someone who, you know, who is like a spy. You wouldn't imagine yeah. that, you know, anything no. is. That's just very bondesque very bondesque mm. so yeah that's my story this week i didn't have many more than that but i did find that really interesting i'm sure there's yeah, a lot more out there mm. there probably are mm. very interesting i indeed. do think mine's a lot lighter than yours uh yeah your, just slightly yeah mine went for a bit of a dark turn there didn't it yeah, deep dark body count going on there. <laughs> mm, yeah, I just I still can't get over that woman's body count. That's just like, whoa, lady. Okay. Well, also just stop, you know. I mean, yeah, really. you know. I mean, was there really any need? I mean, seriously. Mm. Yeah. That's <sighs> a lot of people to write a book on or do a podcast on. If someone is uh, is out there, uh, yes, yes, I would be interested to listen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, now tell me, what have you been watching, reading, listening to? Um, well, I'm currently reading a book called The London Seance Society. Yeah. Um, which has a, you know, has an interesting plot twist in it, um, which is very good. Um, so yeah, I started it yesterday, and I should finish it probably tonight. Um, wow. So yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. Bit of a okay. Yeah, kind of gets you in. Um, so that's what I've been reading. Um, watching, I really had a lot of time to watch, to be honest. I don't know what we've been doing, but we've been very busy okay. and important. Um, yep, of and course. Craig's had lots of calls that are going into the night. So, yeah. Um, yeah, so we haven't really been watching much, um, murder mystery, but I'm sure that will probably change once we get back from one day. Yep. Um, okay. yeah. And we'll, Take it from there. Nice. Well, I am not reading anything at the moment, but I am watching Nancy Drew. Mm-hmm. Um, they've sort of done a oh. upgraded current version of Nancy Drew. 
Who Ooh. didn't love Nancy Drew uh, when, mm-hmm. you know, when we were younger? Yep. Uh, so I am, and then I'm listening. Well, I always listen to true crime podcasts, but I have been listening to one that I really found interesting. It's not murder and mm-hmm. is about the infamous cult, The Family. Oh, uh, uh, yep. From what the sixties to the eighties or something like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's been interesting because obviously now living in Melbourne, it's so much more relevant from a, a location point of view. Uh, mm-hmm. For, mm-hmm. Yeah, I've been listening to an episode um, where they talk to a survivor, um, one of the children yep. survivors. Mm-hmm. That's yep. So. That I wouldn't mm. mind digging into a little bit more, but yeah, that sounds very interesting. Depressing. Yeah, mm. but yeah. still interesting. Yes, mm. yes. Well, I have to um, give a shout out to my friends Debs and Sarah. Okay, who did the bloody long walk and walked their actual. They added extra to make it a full marathon. So wow. they did awesomely. But Debs also did point out to me that a good place to hide a body would be the Badlands. So where are the Badlands? There's not what much the there. Badlands? Okay, so where? Um, are well, there's Badlands overseas. Um, yeah. I can't remember where they are. Somewhere in America. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also happen to think she might have been. Um, could be wrong about this. They walked past um, the Nudgy Boondall Wetlands, uh, and yes, that would probably gosh. be a place where you could put because they've made all these nice boardwalks, but there's yeah. all these natural swamps and stuff, and the boardwalks go over. The swamps it is a real wetlands, and um, she's right. It's around the back of the old um, old Christian Brothers Monastery uh, yeah. venue there, Nudgy, um, and there isn't much around it. So yeah, I mean, I even remember the that area when I lived uh, lived there, and that was before mm-hmm. before I left, and it had just been done. And you're right, it is, yeah. Very easy place to get lost in, I think. Mm. Um, and the Badlands is a national park. Is that the one we're talking about? In yeah, South that's what we're talking about. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, South Dakota, yep. Okay. Well, I mean, both sound like a pretty scary. Uh, I think I really like the idea of, I mean, obviously, uh, don't murder anyone, but that whole swamp-like get lost in Yep. Animals eat the, the bones. Yes, kind of scenario. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. So yep. I think they are both, yep, very right there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and amazing that they did the uh, the marathon. Yeah. So, so how long did they mm-hmm. do it in? I know we talked about it last week. Um, Just over seven hours. Wow. Like walking for that long just feels yep. very long. <laughs> yeah, I think they both thought it was very long at the end, but they did That's really well. That's a full well. work day. Oh, yeah, yeah, it was a full day, yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, okay. no, it was, they did really, really well. Okay, that's super impressive. Yeah. Very mm-hmm. impressive. Yeah. Well, I think we're at the uh, the end of our time this week. I think we are. All right. Well, don't murder anyone. I won't if you don't, and we won't together. Perfect. That is excellent. And enjoy your dinner and your one-die weekend. 
And I will. Thank you. I will talk to you next week. You will. You have a good week, okay? I will. See you, Nick. Bye. Bye.